Welcome to Honestly Haunted. to Honestly Haunted. We're your hosts, Erin Grogan and Abby Chowning. While we have done a few cemeteries on our Haunted America tour, there's something particularly spooky that caught our attention in the Green Mount Cemetery in Montpelier. That's right. The Green Mount Cemetery is one of the oldest cemeteries in the state of Vermont, and the old graves paint an eerie yet beautiful picture all on their own. However, the grave that has captured our attention belongs to John Erastus Hubbard, whose final resting site is guarded by a seated specter wearing a black veil. Locals refer to this statue as Black Agnes. At first glance, Black Agnes looks like a stone monument of the Virgin Mary, seated and cloaked in a veil. But the statue actually depicts a symbol from Greek mythology, Thanatos, which translates to death personified. The statue is flanked on both sides by a marble monument, which is engraved with the words of William Cullen Bryant's poem, Thanatopsis, or Thoughts on Death. We thought this poem was an interesting addition to the gravesite, and we wanted to read it to you. <laughs> We're not actors. We're not acting. Just a little bit. <laughs> Thou go not like the quarry slave at night, scourged to his dungeon, but sustained and soothed by an unfaltering trust. Approach thy grave like one who wraps the drapery of his couch about him and lies down to pleasant dream. While that paints a somewhat tranquil image of one's journey to death, it does juxtapose the life and death of the man who was laid to rest below it. Yeah, just a little bit. So we'll get into this guy. So John Hubbard was born in 1847, and he was a prominent businessman in Montpelier who had garnered a reputation for being pretty greedy and a pretty shrewd businessman. In 1890, his aunt, Fanny Hubbard Kellogg, who was a, a wealthy widow, had no children, had garnered quite a fortune on her own from her deceased husband, um, but she became ill and started to work on her will, essentially. And she had planned to leave most of her fortune, which was a whopping $300,000, which is a lot more then than it is now, but <laughs> yeah. still a lot, uh, to the city of Montpelier. When John Hubbard found out about this, he forged several documents in Fanny's will which allowed him to claim Fanny's fortune as his own. After Fanny passed, the city of Montpelier found out about the fraud and took John to court. John, wishing to avoid a public trial and scandal, graciously, and I say that sarcastically, <laughs> offered to donate 30000 of the fund to a new public library. And the city ultimately agreed, but of course John couldn't resist requiring the library be named in honor of him. And the Kellogg Hubbard Library actually still stands in Montpelier to this day. <laughs> wow, what a guy. Right. <laughs> so now fast forward 10 years, John actually becomes ill now with liver cancer. And we don't know if he had some sort of like Ebenezer Scrooge moment or if his sickness revealed to him the error of his ways. But before he died, John willed the rest of his fortune or his aunt's fortune back to the city and partially to the state of Vermont as well. His deathbed generosity inspired Vermont's governor, William Paul Dillingham, to commission a memorial statue in honor of Hubbard. The statue itself was created by Austrian sculptor Carl Bitter, and thus Thanatos took its place beside John's grave. So how the heck did Death Personified become known as Black Agnes? Many locals don't even seem to know. 
The statue does give off a very unsettling vibe, though. Weather and time have turned the once white marble black and green. The eyes, which are depicted as closed, almost appear like they're frozen, looking upward in agony. The legends about Black Agnes seem to be more about people's interactions with the statue and the bad luck that seems to follow people who dare sit on the statue's lap. And when we say bad luck, we mean, like, really bad luck. Like, death. <laughs> that's, that's bad. <laughs> the worst of luck. Yeah. And Black Agnes's wrath seems to form a pattern with those that dare to visit, usually in increments of seven. There's a decades-old local story about three teenagers who visited the cemetery during a full moon, of course, and took turns sitting on the statue's lap. Nothing happened at first, and the teenagers laughed it off and left the cemetery. Seven days later, one of the teenagers fell and broke his leg. Seven weeks later, another of the teenagers died in a car crash and then seven months later the third teenager drowned and there's a lot of stories of these like lots of people who go and sit on the on the statue's lap i almost called it an angel because that seems so common as far as like what people do in cemeteries and we talked in our very first episode we talked about an angel statue that is at the Lubbock Cemetery, just outside yes, Hell's, yeah. Hell's Gate. Um, we've, we've been to it. We've we visited it. We yes. looked at it inside. Yes. And there's like things that you have to do to appease the angel in order to safely leave the cemetery. So which we didn't do. Which we didn't. Which I was like. But it was funny because you remember what happened as we after we talked about it. We were like, we won't do that. That's not something we're going to do. And then we stood in the cemetery and like debated about where we were going to go eat dinner yeah. for like 45 minutes. And we were like, we aren't leaving. Oh, Do you remember that's that? true. <laughs> and we didn't oh, talk about right. it at the time of the episode because we didn't think about it. But yeah, we, we were planning on leaving and we literally didn't leave for like, like 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. And ah. Eventually we did. So that kind of gave me chills. But the biggest thing that I took away from this, this story is the time in which John Hubbard was buried. Late 1800s, Vermont, probably a pretty like... Like, the Puritan age is a little out, but it's still kind of in. Protestantism is, like, thriving. Even even Catholicism is probably still thriving in this area. But yet, they chose to give him kind of a secular burial. Like, the poem mm. itself is not very much so rooted in, like, religious iconography. And at the time, like, a lot of mausoleums or tributes to the dead statues depict angels or even like the Virgin Mary, which is what it kind of looks like. And, and I think that comes like the, the, the rumor or the, the legend of her becoming black Agnes is rooted in that. She looks like uh, a wee, uh, a mourning woman graveside, but it's actually man. It's a, it's a man seated in the black veil looking upward which I, I think might create some of the confusion. It really lot, does look like a woman. And a lot of people still refer to it as a she, but... I mean, yeah, Agnes. Agnes. It's Black Agnes. Um, but I think that's an interesting thing that they chose to bury him with an image and an ode to Greek mythology. And they kind of... I don't know. I guess in, in Christ, typical Christian burials, it's like, it's about victory over death right like you get your good your final reward you go to heaven you're victorious over death because you've gone on to eternal life right those are like typical phrases a common with christianity um in greek in the greek poem in associated with like the greek mythology it's almost like it makes me think of the deathly hallows from harry potter like you go to death willingly like a friend shrouded in 
your like I think they call it like your the drapery of death's cloak basically around you and you go willingly and at peace to death. Yeah, yeah. So and something that's also interesting about this statue in particular is that if you look it up, other statues that look kind of similar come up and there are other statues that are called things like Black Aggie. Yeah. In other there's, places. There's also a Black Angus. Yes. <laughs> like, so so this statue exists in multiple places and there's an urban legend that is often attributed to, like, all of these places. And so it's not just... Um, Vermont. It's not just Vermont. It's it's the the legend itself changes a bit based, based on, on place to place because the the background of the the statue changes in in the legends as well. But but basically, um, the victim is always a teenage girl. <laughs> uh, it's usually a sorority initiation dare or something Sounds something about like right. that that like impels this this girl to then sit on the lap of the statue. And again, this statue could be black agnes it could be black aggie it could be any of these because it's it it exists in these areas sure um but basically the the legend then is that the the girl um basically has to spend the night or something on the lap of this statue or a certain amount of time um seven minutes is usually what so, I'm told. yes yeah so so it's an initiation rite. You have to either spend the night sitting in the lab or even just seven minutes or something like that. But uh, the next morning or after however long it is, the girl is then found still sitting in the statue's lap, but dead. Yeah. With marks on her as if she had been held by the statue with like a superhuman place. Yeah. clutch. So like the statue had literally Cru- killed and crushed, crushed her. her. That's terrifying. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So it's basically a killing statue urban legend that exists for more than one statue. More than one. But is applicable to this because of that weird connection to this, like these other statues where if you look it up, if you look up the Black Aggie in particular, which is somewhere in the Midwest, it looks almost the same. Yeah. And and I like to say like he was the only person buried with this depiction of death. And it's it's actually probably more common than I would give it credit. I just I hadn't heard of it before. And so the idea that like a Greek mythological symbol graveside. Also it was paid for by like the government of Vermont <laughs> to go at his graveside. Yeah, that is after, interesting and weird. After he was kind of like a shoddy character. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's kind of weird, honestly. Uh, <laughs> the whole yeah the whole legend is is very odd um but i i also get caught up on the idea of like seven what is significant about well yeah so one of the one of the articles actually specifically says so again it's like it's kind of urban legendy so there's like yeah. they say different things and the re- repeat of seven is seen in multiple places one particular place specifically said that if you sit on the lap, you will die in seven days and take seven of your friends with you. <laughs> it oh. sounded a little bit ring to me. It does. <laughs> like or what the, if like it didn't, I don't know what ring. came first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, weird. So the other best known Black Agnes, and I think this is the one that's often called Black Aggie, um, is again a male statue. Yeah. But being called black aggie or agnes 
and it's for a civil war general. Hmm. So what is it about these like men getting these statues of men but having this weird legend that's almost Bloody Mary-esque yes. surrounding them. And that they're, the, the features of the statue itself are so feminine that it's easily to identify it. But, but I think it's because, like, sometimes in, like, typical iconography that, like, that we see in cemeteries are usually, like, an angel standing triumphant or even an angel with, like, a torch extinguished mm. beneath it. But it's always in a very, it's in a stand like a dominant stance essentially so you don't we don't usually like when you see someone sitting or kneeling like in a statue form graveside it's very associated with feminine yeah and so when you yeah. see it in statue form it's like oh that looks like a, a mourning woman seated at the grave of her husband or son right. shrouded in a black veil mourning like it's it's a very the, the picture of it is very does have connotations of feminines, but a lot of people think it's like the Virgin Mary or Mary Magdalene. Well, cause you, you think you're used to seeing religious iconography. So, but this, again, as we said, like this is very much related to death, the yeah. Greek mythology, death. He was all the God. He, yeah. Th- Thanatos or, uh, yeah. was the, the God who escorted people to Hades. He was kin to Apollo, like the messenger God. So I just found out that the monument this one in Vermont, it was given its name based on Black Aggie, the other haunted one. Oh, so it inspired it. Yes. So it was inspired by the one that was erected for General Felix Agnes because, so that's why they look the same and have the same. It's the same sculpture. It's the same sculpture, basically. Well, I wonder, it's the same sculptor. Is it the same sculptor? Because he, he it bas- doesn't say. Because no. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It because was... he was, while he was Austrian, he was New Jersey based. So, okay, so here's what this says it says, um, the seated sculpture that became known as Black Agnes and once decorated General Agnes's monument was actually also a knockoff sculpture that was created for one in DC. Interesting. So there's like this line of statues that are, are all... all being made as each other and all being attributed to being a she but is a he and and has this persisting mythology around the sculpture itself and that name like black agnes and all of them have this legend about sitting on the sculpture something bad will happen to you like we summon say in seven hours seven days seven months um, and that it also kind of depends on on some of the locals and where you are, but that like some of them, some people see say that they've seen both stat- like some some people in both places have said that they've seen the sculpture eyes turn into glowing red, red. after night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like this line of of sculptures, and they're all about personifying death. death. Which is also interesting to me because, yeah, I get it. Obviously, they're dead, so there's a, there's an it, obviousness there. <laughs> they're on theme, <laughs> but basically. you don't normally add to that death like, <laughs> when you're burying somebody. You usually like, do we know religious iconography or hopeful ones or like yeah. something, and it it is weird to actively personify what already happened. happened it's usually about honoring the memory of the life right, right. not being like this is literal death right here sitting yeah. beside you just making sure you can't come back yeah <laughs> and i almost wonder as far as like the story of john hubbard like 
we kind of we kind of ragged on him a little bit as far as like did he have like a deathbed you know a deathbed like discussion that he was like okay i'm gonna give the money back i feel bad and i don't want to die with a right rough conscience or if if like and so like when they buried him they were like we don't really have that much like good to say about him so we'll just make this about death about death instead and basically so that poem is basically saying like approach death without bad like with like with a clear conscience basically and that's exactly i think for him he's like i died with a clear conscience i've ultimately did the right thing so that's what history should say about me so i can go willingly to my death right it, it talks about like the first stanza of the poem is like you don't go to death against your will you should embrace it it talks about being like a slave or being banished to like the dungeon it's i this idea of going unwillingly to death but you should be like it's a sustained and soothed with an unfaltering trust about your arrival at death or the end of life and so something that's interesting to me there is like are the people who are sitting in the lap do they not have a clear conscience and so that's why they're getting some sort of bad repercussion because that's basically what this was all created for was this weird kind of like judgment at the end or in 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 greek mythology thanatos also worked and tempted the fates in greek mythology so i wonder if by sitting on his lap he's warning you you're tempting the fates yeah it's it's not your time and so you've tempted the fates and you you basically essentially hung yourself in the balance by sitting on death's lap what I just looked up Black Angus. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a, a cow. cow. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> it's a cow. Aaron's going to get. Thinking it was part of this line of all the other Black Agnes urban legend. No, Aaron's going to get mail now from like <laughs> Omaha Steak. <laughs> she needs some Black Angus. It's, it's, just, it's just a black bull life-size statue of an Angus bull. <laughs> I could have told you that. <laughs> well, because when I was doing research for this too, I was curious about black angus because that's the name of like actually somebody who not black angus but angus is the name and i was yes. like i'm not gonna google that because i'm just gonna get cows oh my gosh that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> so we figured out this line of statues yes. and and potentially how and why this stuff is following statue to statue so there was this very famous statue in a cemetery at the Adams Memorial in Rock Creek Cemetery in Washington, D.C. And it's a statue of a somber seated figure in, in this like cowl or shroud, very similar. Um, and it's a it's a allegorical figure um, that's popular popularly actually called Nirvana. Hmm. So Felix Agnus, who was this general in the Civil War, he really loved that statue. And so he actually paid a sculptor to make an unauthorized replica. <laughs> and so he paid Edward Ludwig Albert Posh. <laughs> what a name. Uh, to recreate this, this statue in his cemetery, which was Druid Ridge Cemetery in Pikesville, Maryland. Um, so... 
It was installed in 1926, and it was this replica. It was unauthorized. Was shouldn't have been. It was basically a copy, um, and it created these urban legends of someone spending the night in its lap. It would be haunted by ghosts of those buried there or spirits of individuals. Uh, there were also legends that no grass would grow on the ground where the statue's shadow was during the day. So, oh. like, if the shadow touched it, then grass wouldn't grow there. Oh. Um, there, again, some of the, the red glowing eyes. Uh, and basically, this got the name of Black Agnes from Agnes's last name. And just kind of some of the controversy surrounding the statue itself. And so people started to call it that. A lot of people started to call it Black Aggie as well. So that was basically its nickname. This statue then in Vermont is a replica of that statue. Yeah. So it was kind of this line of replicas. And the first replica was already controversial. And so... This second replica, I guess, kind of inhabited some of those same legends and thoughts and, and feelings and everything that, that came to it. Funny enough, the uh, Black Aggie was actually donated to the Smithsonian in 1967 because it had so many people were breaking into the cemetery to mess with to it. mess with it or to like sit on its lap or or vandalize it. And so it was actually donated to the Smithsonian. Um years later and uh actually it was sitting in storage for a lot of years because there was an authorized recasting of the original adams memorial (laughs) there so because that one was authorized this one that was given was sitting in storage Storage. instead (laughs) um but now it has moved away from the storage in the museum to a courtyard in Lafayette Square in Washington, D.C., and she is currently there. Or he. Um, right, or he. he is currently <laughs> there, even though it, it has that name. And so this statue is based off of this statue that has a long history. Yes, of, no kidding. Of, like, sculptor espionage. <laughs> black market. Yeah. <laughs> so there's also a book that's... Uh, T.M. Gray wrote, and it's called More New England Graveside Tales. And they talk about this statue in there. And the author, Gray, uh, says that locals claim that John Hubbard was murdered, which is why his monument is charged with supernatural evil. Oh. She also says this story isn't true because records indicate that he died of liver Liver cancer, cancer. (laughs) um, as we said. So it's not true, but there is, again, that urban legend kind of creation of this idea of, like, something evil and murder and darkness that surrounds it. Something sinister, yeah. Somebody anonymous on one of these websites commented on a story about Black Agnes and said... This story is terrifying, but I sat on her lap last night, and I'm doing it again tonight, as I do every night. Enjoy your spooky story, folks, but I'm warning you, don't be afraid. What? Is is this anonymous commenter Black Agnes commenting? Yeah, it's like, don't worry about it, but like, worry about but it. But worry about it. <laughs> so people, uh, so in addition to the legend of Black Agnes, there are reports though around the cemetery that screaming and moaning can often be heard inside the cemetery or coming from outside of the cemetery. I, we, I mean, it's pretty obvious where the source would likely be if that's the case, but that that's like there's stories of the eyes burning red, which we talked yes. about, and then screaming, moaning, 
emerging from the cemetery, which are two sounds I would not want to hear, like period, but no. sp- especially from a cemetery. That's true. So definitely some interesting stuff out of Vermont. And it sounds like a few other places yeah, too that have had this experience. It's like a recurring one. A reoccurring one. A reoccurring possibly haunted statue. Well, I think that brings us to our verdict. Honestly, not, not haunted. haunted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> While, like, the story itself definitely caught my attention, and I had never heard anything like it. Like, that's, like, yeah, like, we've heard of haunted, sort of haunted statues or things that you can do to appease statues. But this one is just different than things yeah. that we typically heard. Usually it's, like, an angel or some sort of, like, protective entity in place watching, uh, uh, not like, What's the word? Watching over. Setting vigil for the the cemetery and those at rest. But this almost feels like a a glorification of Of death. Death? I don't know. I don't know. It's odd. It's not glorification. It's it's just just odd. It's just different out there. I think, like, I was also very intrigued by this story. I'm intrigued by the idea that this, the urban legends are following this statue and that the statue is being replicated and seen in multiple places like that that all intrigues me and yeah. i think i think there's something to the idea of the urban legends actually being the same in locations with these replicated statues i think that's interesting i think for me there's not enough concrete stories in this yeah. urban legend to move it from urban legend to to some of the more, like, I know we've said urban legends were haunted before. Like, we've talked about that. Yeah. It didn't feel like it had gotten to that, like, powerful enough point right. where there was enough stuff around it mm-hmm. yet, in, in, in my mind. Yeah, and, and there's so, like, there's so many additional stories from other sources that kind of dilute the, yes. the, the one true, like, if there is a true story in this, right. it kind of is diluted because of all the other examples but one thing i think we can agree on is that there's something really unique about this particular choice of gra- oh, sure. uh, for for graves and as a not necessarily mausoleum what's the word a monument yeah. to the dead and that there's a few instances of, of pretty interesting characters that history yeah. obviously now remembers and they might not have otherwise if it wasn't for true because if they just had a normal grave you know people wouldn't have really wouldn't. had a reason to look back on which like has its pros and cons like your gravesite is probably being disturbed a little bit more than you thought also it would. True. Yeah, which which is which is possible to stir up some stuff. And who? I mean, that's, to be fair, yeah. I think like cemeteries have a lot of heaviness and spiritual activity in in yeah. and of themselves. So I'm not surprised that there's urban legends around those areas. I'm not surprised that they have to do with people sneaking in. I guess it also just doesn't seem any that that much different than other places. I I think it's like it's something we go back and forth on about urban legends because urban legends often have stories that don't always align with the history of that place. Right. I think in this case there just there wasn't enough of both of them yeah. for one to outweigh anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like the story, like we have the story and that's pretty consistent. Like across the board is like the story of this, right. of John Hubbard and what went down. Of what actually happened. And, the, and like yeah. this guy was greedy and that was And the so bad good. blood between him and the city. But he also died naturally, not yeah, nicely not, not necessarily, but naturally. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously tried to, whatever his uh, intent, he did ultimately make good, I guess, with the city. Right. And, like, so there wasn't necessarily bad 
blood. It's not like he was, yeah, you know, taken to court by the city and humiliated and, you know, sent to prison or, you know, died at the hands of the state or whatever. So I don't know. There's, there's a few like question marks. And that's the kind of the, like the cool thing about what we get to do is like, we find a spot that we think is really interesting or compelling and then we delve into it and that's when yeah. we can kind of decide. But I don't know. Cemeteries. I think we talked about that in the very first episode that based on your experience, with cemeteries, i.e., like, how frequently you've been in one for, like, the purpose of a cemetery to go and bury a loved one or a friend or something like that. So if you've been in cemeteries a lot, they might have a different feel Feeling for to you, you yeah. compared to someone who's been once, you know, Absolutely. or twice. So that, that is an interesting thing to ponder and to think about, for sure. I don't know if I would sit on the statue's lap to test no. any of this out. Like, I don't know if I am solidly enough in my not haunted to, to actually do that. But luckily, it's still a pandemic, so I can't anyway. <laughs> Not even if we wanted to, which Loki, like, I don't know. I don't think I could. I just had a memory flashback from college. So Did you sit in the statue's lap? No, 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 no. But Hank Williams is buried in the Montgomery Cemetery. So I went to college in Montgomery, Alabama. And um, there, that's a, it's a whole thing. Like when Hank Williams is a big deal, obviously he's still a big deal, but yeah, the fact that he's buried there and it's part of this like Montgomery cemetery tour that you're supposed to go and stand on the outside, like etching basically of the mausoleum. Like you don't stand on the grave itself, um, but like kind of the outside area and you're supposed to hear a guitar. Like, that's the, the legend. And a whole bunch of us went, so it's like, this doesn't make any sense. If, even if something spiritual or supernatural was going to happen, it wasn't going to happen to, like, 12 giggling girls, like, all nervous in the middle of a cemetery because they shouldn't be there. Not me Googling Hank Williams. Aaron Grogan. <laughs> you know who Hank Williams is? No. <laughs> okay. That's, I think we're going to be done for today. <laughs> Did that just end it? Did that, that just ruin it all? You need, you need to leave my house We'll now. be back with more, honestly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but really. <laughs> but I'm, I'm leaving. I say good day. <laughs> anyway, I just, there, there, there are lots of urban legends. Uh, yes. And, and experiences of people who have gone to cemeteries. Usually youths. Yes, the youths. <laughs> the youths. I don't disc, I I don't discredit urban legends. No. I just, I also don't always put stock in them. Yeah. I, I know that that kind of makes it seem like I do discredit them. But. Well, and, and for us, like in our, as much as, you know, and we plan and want to go visit these places, mm -hmm. there's only, that we can only rely so much on like the stories that we hear from other people. Right. And then like kind of the parts of us that connect the stories. Like also true. And, and so, cause we have in the past, there's been places where we've not found a ton of stories on, but there's just something about it that, that makes us believe in it and, and resonates with us. And it usually comes from like really strong storytelling yeah. of people who have been there. Um, and it just didn't yeah. happen this time it just for didn't us. happen this time. But if you have been there and have a story and you want to change our minds, yeah. reach out to us. Please tell us. Because it sounds like there's a few states involved in this black yeah. Agnes so, story. So as far as we found, uh, Vermont, D.C., and um, and uh, Baltimore. Balt Maryland. And Maryland. Yeah. Um, so if you are from one of those places, or if you know something about a black Agnes statue near you. Yeah. Let us know. And if we're totally off base. Like, yeah. If, like, like, no, guys, this is legit. 
I have pictures to show the bu- the bruises on my arms from the statue. Yeah. Then please, please I'm prove s- us wrong. Please tell me if it's true because I need to know because it's <laughs> so interesting. But we'll be back with more Honestly Haunted. <laughs> Thank you, as always, for listening to Honestly Haunted. Please follow us on social media at Honestly Haunted and consider becoming a Patreon supporter to help us continue to grow. If you haven't already, leave us a five-star review. We'll be back with more Honestly Haunted.